You're listening to On Point with Alex Pearson on Global News Radio. Facing off tonight, John Mraz, former Liberal Room operative, and uh, we forgive him for that. And Bill Hutchison, former journalist, competitor of mine, now teaching over at Seneca. Hey, guys. You forgive me for that? Yes, I forgive you for both. I I deny your forgiveness. Yes, there you go. Well, that's your loss. Precedent-setting day, I'd say, in a Toronto court as a judge, Justice Lipson, sentences David Livingston to four months. And, of course, that is going to be appealed. He has been granted bail. But I'll start with you, John, because Kathleen Wynne can simply not blow this off because she was part of that inner campaign team as the co-chair, so she would have known about the cancellations. She also signed off on cabinet documents about the cancellations, so she cannot hide behind this and say, well, that was a different administration, but they will try. Well, look, uh, we weren't talking about Kathleen. We're talking about David. He clearly made a huge mistake. I'm talking about Kathleen. Well, Kathleen would not, I believe, have known anything about the deletion of emails. And yes, she was part of the administration that made the decision to both build and then cancel the gas plants. But she wouldn't have had veto or say or director. She might have been aware of it. She might have been aware of it. But she certainly did not have the executive authority or any influence on those decisions. So... I don't believe that that's what Ontarians are thinking about. I don't believe that this is an issue anymore for the voters of this province. But, I mean, I know the Conservative Party want to keep on digging up the the past. I think think that the Liberals want it to not be something that voters are talking about, but it is something voters are talking about. And I think Kathleen Wynne is nervous about that. That's why she issued that uh, challenge to Doug Ford today oh, to yeah. do the three debates to try and look over here, over here, look over here. Don't don't pay any attention to Mr. Livingston over there. Oh, horse hockey. The reason that she wants to bait Doug Ford is that she knows that if she can get him into the forum, into the arena, that he is ill-prepared, uneducated, ill-equipped to actually discuss issues that he's never thought about in her in his life while she oh, has worked think, on them for I over... He'll he'll be more than enough. Uh, I gotta to say, his throwdown to her was yeah. a mic drop because his tweet back said, "I accept Kathleen Wynne's challenge to three televised debates. Let's do the first one outside the jail, where the senior liberal operative will be spending four months." That's a pretty get, good comeback. First of all, I don't believe he's going to spend four Kathleen months Wynne, in jail. I don't believe he's going to spend a day in jail. Second of all, doesn't if matter he's the so damage. Keen on the damage is there, and he yet. is so supported by the black community of Toronto. Why isn't he at the black community he's debate up north. tonight? Don't, like, don't, don't give this this identity Let's politics. Is, is this is such a liberal BS. tactic. Let's sidetrack on yeah. onto something some you mean, other issue. You mean Let's get back to Let's get back to the arrogance of the Liberal Party and and the condescension. They they feel that they are above the law. It's these political elites that feel that they can do whatever they want, and a judge has finally called them on that. And Dean that's Del what voters remember. Twice right, as bad. Serving, that's what the, well, the, oh, the voters remember. The amount of time, and he actually Again, did something illegal. A liberal There's tactic. No Let's look over here. Look over here. Don't yeah. don't don't There's pay attention no to what's going on. That a mistake this was is, made here. This is the right hand man of the premier who deleted emails illegally. I covered the trial, John. It was not a mistake. It was done very purposely and that i can tell you categorically and i'll tell you what other hip-hop not just arrogance came out today because guess who came out of his little hole mr mcginty comes out of his hole tonight and tweets out david livingston is one of the finest most decent and honorable persons with whom i've had the privilege to work what has happened to him is nothing short of tragic to which i said because I would not follow my sword for you, Bal. So, like the fact so that he the fell in his sword for you. So the that got wasted. Exactly. That was tragic yeah. too. Yeah, the arrogance is just mind-boggling.
Yeah, I but, don't. I don't believe for a second that the sentence will be upheld. I don't think that the judge has nothing to do with my law. comments. That's okay. There he does no go to court. Uh, inmates are allowed to vote, aren't they? Still, but as the judge himself admitted, not a single email in the end was. He actually said deleted. it was an attack so on democracy. He's been sentenced for intent, and the road to hell is paved with good intentions. Now, whatever the decision process was, certainly it's not one that I laud or I support. There's certainly he made a huge mistake. Four months. I don't believe the judge followed the law, and I think the appellate court will. Well, he's not right exactly out. born yesterday. He's a pretty good judge, and I got to be honest. Look, they threw at the most serious of the charges. They got rid of the mischief charge right away. Right. This guy, Mr. Livingston, had the best lawyers in town. These are not cheap lawyers. He had Marie Hennon's counsel. Like they are big time uh, lawyers. So and this wasn't big- an accidental deletion. This was done deliberately to cover up. Yeah. And as everybody knows, it's not the crime so much as the cover up that, that gets you in trouble in, in politics. Let me listen. Let me play you the clip of, of uh, Brian Gover, who was uh, one of the lead lawyers on this. It was actually Mr. Livingston's lawyer. Here's what he said to reporters after the decision. As to serving a four-month sentence uh, for a 65-year-old of exceptional uh, good character, as the judge conceded, uh, of course, that's a very significant sentence. And in fact, it will be our submission that that is a harsh and excessive sentence in the circumstances of this case where there was no proof of actual harm. Dean Del Master got a year for an Elections Act violation for getting too much in campaigning that's a year and you're talking about willfully destroying public documents that not not just once not twice not three he was warned several times not to do this and it was done and the judge admitted it was subverting democracy i think a lot of voters out there are gonna look at four months he only got four months are you kidding me they're gonna be outraged at how light the sentence was not how severe the sentence was the judgment seems inconsistent. Either they were all guilty or none of them were guilty. And I don't believe for a second they were all the guilty. appellate court. Well, yes, I think we can agree on that. They were all guilty. Yeah. Well, here's the thing, though. Um, to get Laura Miller, look, she when, when the evidence was presented, it was the, the pu- top public servants who came out and said, well, actually, Mr. Livingston came right to me. This is the conversation we had. We told him not to do this. But Laura Miller was never mentioned in those conversations. And that's why she was acquitted. There was doubt. There was never doubt with Mr. Livingston. Well, as I said, I think Mr. Livingston made a horrible mistake, uh, an error in judgment. And so he should pay for it. I'm not sure that jail is commensurate with the crime. I'm surprised he got jail. He himself would have known, and everybody out there should know. Just because you delete an email on the box in front of you doesn't mean the email is deleted. Just because you delete your Facebook account doesn't mean your data isn't still out there. Sorry, just because you bring just because you bring said uh, strange guy off the street to come in and wipe the drives and pay him ten thousand bucks to do it. You mean the same guy that the OPP hired to do the same thing? They're not. They don't work for the public. Are you kidding me? Someone went in the premier's office. The OPP don't work for the public. They are not a a running accountable to the public. Don't spin this, John. Don't give me that (laughs) crap. He went into the premier's office and wiped computers that we pay for for the premier to try and cover up. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. It was the end of business. They were deleting everything, as okay. every administration <laughs> does. Oh, you guys can't. Oh, come on. Is, do they, like, Nobody's indoctrinate you as children? Like, out of the womb, do they put, like, things How in your brain? How big is that shovel that brain? you're using? Yeah, it's amazing. I mean, it's incredulous. I got it at Canadian Tire. <laughs> and I probably paid for it, too. All right. Um, well, look, she did, in fact, uh, try to spin out of this by writing a letter to Doug Ford and challenging him why he is not at the Black Community Provincial Leaders Debate. I don't like this identity politics because that's exactly what they are trying to do, which is create a wedge issue. And Hold, hold on. Hold on. 
Neither Doug Ford nor Kathleen Wynne created the black community leaders debate. The black community created right, and that. and he had a so scheduling if you want conflict. To, if, if you're suggesting that in so doing they are creating a wedge, no. a racial wedge, that's an interesting hypothesis. Just as many of the cultural and racial uh, groups in this town often... I didn't say hold, that. Well, I, and I, by the I way, they do it for mayoral. It. They do it for mayoral. Provincial, no, no, we have three debates. And, and in fact, I have written columns, in fact, opposing the very notion that we sort of embrace this and do what's known as racial or cultural identity politics to the benefit of political parties because it does create wedges in a fabric in in, in, in the Canadian polity where we should be coming together and saying everybody's a voter, everybody has the same issues, everybody has education and health care in front of them. That's what really provincial politics are about, and I don't really get it. But it, I, it, does, it did smack me as interesting that Doug Ford, I mean, really, if I was advising Doug Ford, who can go from zero to thug in about two seconds, I would also advise him to hide out as often as possible. He's not he, hiding he out. He is north. not hiding out. He's been Come up north on. for a week. Like, well, that would be the good advice. And there's that no any good reason for him to hide out. If you look at, the, look at the diversity of, at his rallies, he's got every ethnic group there. And that's there. what confuses me so much about so he's the fact not he hiding show out. He doesn't tonight. have to hide out. He, he already speaks to that community. By the way, he doesn't have to win in Scarborough. He will win in Scarborough. Every by the way, north, time he gets out, and by the way, his predecessor proved this, every time he gets out and says something, he is taking a risk. His numbers are very strong, as we know, in the last 24 hours, right? The Liberal and the NDP vote is split dead down the middle. Apparently, Andrea people, Horvath is out of the, have been saying the that witness about protection program. All through the leadership, they said sooner or later he's going to say something and it's going to blow up in his face. He's been very disciplined. He's been extraordinarily disciplined. I give it to him. Mad he respect. Could eat a kitten and this right is now, not the Doug Ford that I, want that I this fought is not in the mayoralty campaign. Okay. i got to wrap it up there, but I, but I will just point out this. Uh, he did go to an event with the Somalian community on Friday. Interestingly, Miss Kathleen Wynne had a scheduling conflict and couldn't go. Are we going to cry, uh, you know, divisive politics for that? I don't think so, because there are two sets of rules. There's what she does and gets away with and what he does or doesn't do and can't get away with anything. I'll leave it there. Quick break here at 828. When we come back, we will talk about uh, Justin Trudeau, shall we? And uh, why Toronto Maple Leaf fans are Cheesed off that next year on point. I'm Alex Pearson. This is Global News Radio. You're listening to On Point with Alex Pearson on Global News Radio. It looks like we're in a safe space, an economic showdown, a constitutional (laughs) crisis threatening the country, and yet uh, Mr. Trudeau taking a personal day today, taken off tomorrow on a 10 day trip. His his members appear clueless. Do we have the clip of uh, the energy minister, uh, Jim Carr? Mike, readily available? I don't know if we do. Is it there? Okay. Take a listen to this clip. This was uh, the ministers being questioned about maybe do you have a plan to deal with Trans Mountain? Here they are. The government, the government is 100% behind this pipeline. It's important for Canada. It was made in national interests. We believe that uh, this is important for all regions of the country. We stand behind our decision. Oh, and, and and then they ran away. The best part was, and then they ran, literally ran away from the cameras. They said, I got to go. They ran away. And we have now a rogue government doing whatever it wants. And we've got a prime minister who's getting on a plane tomorrow. And a lot of people saying he should not be going away. I'm not sure he he has to he has any reason to stay. I think he's been absolutely oh, clear. Especially when there's a photo op and a, and a vacation somewhere else to be had. <laughs> he's we're talking Wait, about what's the pipeline all bill. He, all he stay has focused. done is say we're behind this without actually doing anything, without actually taking any action on this, without forcing the hand and saying this, being a leader, being a leader would stand stay here and talk to John Horgan and say 
you're doing this. Get out of the way. We've got three green MLAs out in in BC that are holding this up, and this has ramifications across the entire country. It affects people in Ontario. It affects our economy here as well. Couldn't agree with you more, Bill. Everything you just said. Fate knows I'm not always that easy on our federal liberal leader, but I was quite impressed that he made the call on Sunday to the social democrat that's running that's running BC and basically gave him the salmon arm salute and said, we're going to put this pipeline through. We're going to work with Alberta. You're either going to work with us or not. He is, he is, he's echoing his father here. He's being a federalist. He's saying this is federal purview. If he means what he said Just on Sunday and Monday, so I am far. giving Justice Trudeau the benefit of the doubt. If he means what he you're, said you're, on you're Sunday like and Monday, the then we'll see that pipeline through. Pretty big benefit. And he does not need to be localized in Ottawa for that to happen. Hold on a it second. is not him running away if anywhere. The reason this has happened is because of his inaction. I mean, the, the fact lack that of leadership. Exactly. The same the thing with the energy that this East has pipeline. Is oh, let me guess. Mike let Harris? Die. No, the reason this has happened is that we Stephen have a coalition Harper? green NDP government in British Columbia. We've got three that are sticking three green their MLAs that are I mean, the tail it, wagging the dog. It would be it would be hugely ironic because uh, Justin does have st- seats in British Columbia. He has virtually no support in, uh, in Alberta whatsoever. He's backing Alberta and Canada's economic interests against British Columbia. You that pipeline that? goes right through a valley where he's going to lose. Seats and he is giving BC the salmon arm salute. Let's give him some point, time. I believe up to this point, that he's, he's tried going to be on both sides done. of the issue. Absolutely, he's allowed it to drag out and hope that the the pipeline doesn't actually go through, while still saying in just words without actions that oh I don't no, we're that. behind this pipeline. I I'm defending one hundred percent here. What has I think he that done? What has he actually done? What pipeline? concrete action has he taken that actually he's going to have this. to go to court very clearly? All he has, all he has said is well, we're behind this without I believe actually he's doing been anything. Trying to negotiate a solution without actually having to take. He'd have to be in the to, country. To to, uh, to this to, is not the time to, to this, this is not the time to to go off on another photo op. This 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 issue is not going to resolve itself in the next ten days. This well, issue. British but Kinder Morgan's going to pull out by May yeah, Kinder Morgan is pulling out. not happening. The minute, by the way, the minute that this pipeline proceeds, and I believe it will, and I believe Justin will force the issue. I believe the Constitution and the federal organization of our country uh, allows him to do it. The minute that happens, that BC government will fall. You will see an election in British Columbia, and hopefully, they won't elect these social democrats again. Uh, sorry, they, but I think I think the bar. Why has don't been, you point the bar? The John has been. At the set. people who deserve it, and that's the British Columbian government who don't seem to understand that the entire this, nation's economy and well-being depends on projects well, I'm like this. The finger at, I'm pointing the finger at them as well, but I'm also pointing the finger at Justin Trudeau, who has not shown enough leadership on this, who has not used the pressure, the the tools that are at his disposal as the leader of the country. Well, let's, all he's done let, is, is, let, is empty see, words so see, far. Let's see if he stands up. I hope up. you're right. I hope that uh, he actually does something. But I, so far, I've yet to see him do anything. All I've heard him uh, say is, is a bunch of rhetoric. The, the, I'm, I'm aspirational on, John, that this on, will, And this will be his testing. If he does not do it, Bill, I'll come right to your side and say he does not merit the position of the leader of this federation because I'm a federalist. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm jumping in here because, you know, neither the uh, energy minister, Mr. Carr, or the climate change minister, uh, could barely muster an answer on a plan. They had nothing to say. They've had plenty of time to think about this. And I'm sorry, if I'm a company like uh, Kinder Morgan, I'm out. And the message that's being sent around the world is that Canada's closed for business. This is having ramifications for investment in Canada. The head of Scotiabank uh, yesterday was talking about the fact that 
it, foreign investment in Canada is actually very nervous at this point, and, and it's been going down uh, over the last year because of, of the lack of, of commitment by this country in, in major projects There's like no this. There's no question that the longer this decision takes to be made, the, the worse it is for Canada's international and domestic economic prospects. Having right now, said that, Alberta's oil is landlocked. I also suspect those two ministers who were trotted out were on talking points and told to say very little because for for Justin Trudeau to have to do this, he'll have to go to the Privy Council. He may have to go to the courts, and less is more. I'm sorry. I do remember a time when ministers actually knew what was going on in their portfolio and had something concrete yeah. to say, not just talking points. Yeah. By the way, Catherine McKenna couldn't even explain 50s, her cap, right? her her her, uh, her carbon plan last week, so they don't know their talking points at best. I got to get this Toronto Maple Leaf story in because this is the one actually people care about. Apparently, you can't buy playoff tickets. They went on sale today. Ninety six, nine six actually went to the public because the season ticket holders got them, promotions got them, scalpers got the rest, bots. Of course they did. Nobody cared about the fact that you could only get 96 tickets when the Leafs were at the bottom of the league. Yeah. When did you They're guys like, leap over the fence from right-wing free marketeers where you uh, have this uh, enterprise that is sold out all the time, generates billions of dollars, and now we're going to be collectivists and everybody should get no, their no, tickets. I'm, I'm, from I'm each saying MLSC is the business. To each according to their need for no, tickets. What is I'm, this? Marxist hockey? Clearly Let's, you're having a conversation a with your personalities because <laughs> I never said anything. So yeah. I just said you can't get like tickets. Get those other personalities all out and bring John back. It's a business. And, and it's business a free market. The tickets are already bought. You have that to speaks accept the fact success, that MLSC is a business and corporations in a city like Toronto are going to buy up the season's tickets. I have no problem with that, I'd rather sit down, sit at home, and watch uh, watch the game on my 60 inch TV. I don't, I don't watch hockey, so I, I'm like I'm I'm the most uh, impartial one here because I don't have a vested. Now I'd like to go. I like going to the Argos games, but the Leafs games. Yeah, I watch but the Argos TV. don't have the problem of being having every ticket sold out all year. They should. Right. They're a championship team. My question is, why are Leafs fans so dedicated to this team when you well, can't even that, get tickets? That you is can't the mystery. Tickets, that is the mystery you know? here. I mean, it's terrific. We're in the playoffs. We finally seem to be coming out of what is a thirty-year yeah. drought. 50. I don't know. How 50, Fifty years since they last won. That's actually correct. fifty-one years. Because I remember the team. That's I could actually give you the the roster, the full roster. Is that I'm right? that old. I remember is that. that. <laughs> when I was a kid in the '60s, Point the taken. Leafs won several cups, and I thought, oh, they always win. It has always been a mystery to me that this is one of the most you know successful franchises in the hockey league, and yet we never seem to get anywhere. Let's hope we get somewhere this year. And of course, uh, there will always be tickets available on the free market. Of course, I went to a game a couple weeks ago, actually. You just paid eight hundred dollars for the ticket. No, a friend of mine had tickets. Oh, there you His go. Season ticket you, you, you gotta they have a friend. Bucks, All right, right. Qu- we gotta wrap it there. John Mraz, uh, very feisty tonight. John, I gotta be honest. Uh, Bill Hutchison also joining us. Thanks, guys. This is Counterpoint. I'm Alex Pearson. This is Global News Radio. You're listening to On Point with Alex Pearson on Global News Radio.